You're listening to The Workforce Show on employment trends, current opportunities, and innovative strategies. Brought to you by Career Central Online. Do you know what time it is? It's that time again with Cindy Gern, who has the latest news about employment trends, current opportunities, and innovative strategies for managing a career on WERA 96.7 FM in Arlington, Virginia. Hi, this is Jim Thomas, um, host of the Secret Sauce radio show, and I, uh, I'm pleased today to, to have an awesome guest, uh, someone who I, I met uh, recently, but uh, been impressed with uh, his background, and uh, I think we share a couple things in common, and uh, by way of introduction, his name is Brian Roberts. Uh, Brian, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, and I love the word awesome. I'm not sure if I live up to it, but thank you for that. Well, we can always reduce it before the show's out if things <laughs> fall apart. So you know, we, we have other words in our vocabulary, so we can move there along. The, um, well, let me, by way of background, I'll give you a little background about uh, Brian, and then I'm, I have some questions for him. I, I, like with all of my guests, uh, Brian brings um, a, a very successful uh, career um, to the show. He's um, um, had... Um, some rather interesting positions, and, and currently he's a CEO of uh, Croy Connect, uh, which uh, is an area where he provides a CEO whisperer services to small business owners, ranging uh, from five to one hundred million in revenue. Uh, this service includes advising and coaching CEOs and other executives, and a connector to any services uh, they may need. Brian also serves as CEO peer group leader for uh, Vistage Worldwide where he has four groups of 15 to, or four, I'm sorry, 10 to 15 executives, uh, primarily CEOs, uh, who work uh, on real-world problems together in a confidential and agenda-free setting. Uh, Vistage is, again, a worldwide organization, and in this area, Brian has been uh, leading that for some time. Prior to uh, founding Croy Connect in 2001, Brian had various senior executive roles at various technology companies of all sizes in the 1990s. He's also a 15-year veteran of the U.S. Um, Air Force. Brian's favorite assignment, so he, he notes, uh, uh, was uh, with the White House Communication Agency, uh, where he was part of the presidential communications advance team for the first two Reagan-Gorbachev uh, summits uh, in Geneva and in Reykjavik. Uh, Reykjavik sorry. So he's had a rather interesting career. First, first um, for his service in uh, the military, and we certainly, Brian, as, as I do with all my military buddies, I, I thank you for, my, for your service. And uh, you. I also thank you again for being on the show. So let's, let's jump into it, because obviously you've had a, a very varied career. You've uh, done a number of uh, interesting, uh, up to awesome things. Uh, see, I, I can vary uh, if, if, if necessary. Um, but what I'd like to do and determine is, you know, what, and again, the whole purpose of the show uh, is to, to bring out those purposeful things that support a successful career. And you clearly have had that. Um, we all have bumps along the road, but the reality is, is that when you've gotten to a place where you are, where you're, you're um, heading your own firm, you're doing things to support uh, CEOs who clearly are looking to you and others in the group for guidance. Um, you've, you clearly have a very purposeful life and you're, and you're supporting others 
in their purpose and their journey to be successful going forward. So what what's that ingredient inside you? What's made you successful? What caused you to take the path that you've taken in your career? And you can start wherever you like. Wow, that's a um, open-ended <laughs> question here. Yes, it is. You know, yes, I <clears throat> purposefully so. No, so you know when I when I think about the uh, secret sauce ingredients, there's obviously many that uh, you know successful people uh, have, and I, it's hard for me to say successful people because I see so many people even more successful than me. So it's hard for me to put me myself in that category sometimes. But uh, I've been very fortunate, very blessed. And I must say that for me, what has worked is I'm just a good old Midwestern boy from the uh, from Michigan, from the Detroit area. And one thing my mom and dad always taught me is just the golden rule, right? You know, treat others as you'd like to be treated. And I've carried that plus the you know the, some of the things that we all talk about: honesty, integrity, you know, all those kinds of things. But I really live those. You know, if you ask anybody um, to describe me. I'd like to think they'd use some of those same words. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you also, to get the job done and be successful, you've got to have you know, the capabilities and the ability to uh, learn new things and adapt. Uh, I also have uh, a very strong work ethic, thanks to my mother and father. My father was a uh, heavy equipment operator in the construction business, and my mother worked as a... Uh, customer service agent for FTD Floors, and they got up and went to work every day, and I uh, didn't see my dad much, you know, in my younger years, and we're making up for it now. He's 84 now, and we spend a lot of time together, and it's awesome, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm also a lifelong learner, and I think the other thing I've got, which also is attributed to my mother and father, is a sense of humor, because one thing that everyone will also say about me is um, we work hard, and we play hard, and have a lot of fun, too. And uh, I think that's important in life and in business. Well, absolutely. And uh, it's, it's clear you bring um, in all the, all the ingredients that you mentioned really, uh, from my perspective, aligns with having just really a positive attitude about life. And, and, and I think that if you can bring that forward into a career, into your life, your personal life, your professional life, it, it makes for a more uh, wholesome and, and um, you know, positive environment that, um, that you've, you've created for yourself. And certainly... So true your roots in your family to what, you know, what, um, what ethics and, and what values they provided, um, for you growing up, uh, has, uh, like many, I believe has, uh, set you on a journey where you can and have continued to be positive about what you do. And, and I'm sure you carry that forward with your, your clients and probably when you're in the military. And I'd like you to talk about that a bit because you spent certainly, um, uh, at least half your career in the military. Um, you know, that probably gave you some uh, grounding on, on values and, and commitment to service that you, you bring forward into um, your life today. So maybe you can talk about that a little bit, too. Sure. No, the military was the single greatest thing that ever happened to me, right? So I must say I lived kind of a sheltered life. You know, my, my folks were the type to just, you know, a little bit of speak only when spoken to kind of thing. So uh, I... I find out now that I'm not really a shy person, but back then I was like respectful and careful about talking out loud or speaking out loud, but I'm very much an extrovert. <laughs> so I was uh, held back a little bit from that perspective. But I must say I, I didn't do a lot and I was, there was some fear there all the time. And I always had this fear factor. My parents were both, you know, the type that get a job with the company and just do what you're supposed to do and stay there for the rest of your life kind of thing. Sure. And um, <clears throat> frankly, I was, 
thinking of, I was going to be the first child to go to college. I just couldn't see how my folks could handle it. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to join the military and let, let it all happen through the military. So I joined the military, and the single greatest thing that ever happened to me, I, I got exposed to people of all races and cultures, and it just uh, made me blossom, you know. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think back along the, uh, the the early years, I really had planned only doing four years in there, but I uh, really enjoyed it. And some other things happened, so I stayed in a little longer. Uh, I was enlisted initially. I joined at 18, and... Um, mm-hmm. And then when I stayed in, I decided that uh, through one assignment, I realized that officers put their pants on one leg at a time, just as enlisted guys do. So I said, hey, I can do this, you know. So I did. Uh, now, there were a couple of uh, officers that I worked with uh, side by side, and those are the ones that encouraged me. And I'll never, never, uh, I, can, I can't thank them enough. In fact, I was just thinking the other day, I really need to try and chase them down and and send them a note or give them a phone call and just let them know what a big impact they had in my life because uh, they, they don't know. <laughs> they don't know. And a lot of times I think a lot of us don't know the impact we have on other people's lives. And I think, But you are I, right. Go ahead. And I think they'd appreciate that because oftentimes we, we don't do that. We don't, you know, we, we uh, get out of touch with individuals who really had a, a meaningful impact on our lives and, and we go different ways and we realize after five, ten, whatever number of years that, wow, you know, they really did have an impact on who I am today in some way. Uh, in in oh, some cases, so some big way. Yeah. And it made me realize that, hey, you know, I can do this, you know, from the uh, positiveness that you're talking about. Um, so I, I just went for it. And uh, I had some other, other incredible things that happened along the way. Uh, you mentioned the White House Com uh, opportunity. So I was going through all the, the paces and then taking the college courses to apply for the officer program. Just as I was about done, I think I only had one course left, I got recruited into the White House Communications Agency. Hmm. And I told myself, hey, that's a sure thing, and the uh, officer program isn't necessarily. So let me just go ahead and do that. How, how, you know, it's going to be wonderful no matter what. Uh, and it might even help me uh, become, you know, get accepted into the officer program. Sure. And sure enough, I got to the White House and I did all these incredible things, best job ever. And then, uh, and I did get accepted into the Air Force, or I'm sorry, the officer program, and uh, became an officer. And um, I, I just served a, a, only three years as an officer because then some other things happened that we can talk about here in a little bit uh, regarding change and still being positive as, as things change in your career. Um, but no, it was a, you know, I think <laughs> I personally would love to see more people get into the service and you really appreciate the the discipline and the teamwork and the positive we can do this we can make this happen we can take that hill kind of approach it's really powerful for for young young men and women and and i think that there's um when i was growing up there was uh, probably more um it seemed to be more recruiting more uh focus on the military than what i see today maybe because there 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 isn't a draft there you know and, and individuals it's a volunteer military that we have today but that said uh the um, I think when individuals are exposed to officers or individuals who've been in the military, they, they realize that, geez, you know, maybe that, that was an opportunity I missed, you know, as they look back on their, on their careers and, and the path they took. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm glad that uh, you, you, you provide the service you did to our country. Thinking about what you've done from the military to what you're doing now, um, what would you tell individuals? What would be your your thoughts about uh, individuals and and their ability to discover their secret sauce, their purpose, what 
direction um, inside them that they haven't discovered yet and, and as you've discovered yours is there is there something is there a is, is there a, a missing link that uh, you think might be appropriate to discuss with individuals say look you know you, you might want to consider doing X or Y in regard to um, discovering a more purposeful life from your perspective sure I do think sometimes people get into a certain environment or a certain job or both and then they just kind of think like well that's what they were meant to do and they just keep doing it for you know God knows how long but I was the type that I always got bored easily and I always wanted to try something different. And that was a stretch for me because I was not one who liked failure and would, would be and, and you know, feared failure, sure. frankly. And so um, I had to push myself all the time. But I said, hey, you know, I'm kind of bored with what I'm doing. I've learned it. I, you know, maybe not mastered it, but I feel pretty darn good about it. But let me try, you know, this role or, you know, any additional role the military had. They had like head of security or training or whatever. Those are just extra roles that I had, for instance, and I would just take those on. And I said, I would just get more fulfilled, you know, and it also stretched me because I didn't even know I really could do those things until I did try, you know. So, again, the military helped me there because it just uh, told me to keep on trying. I I do think that uh, we also sometimes take our skills for granted, you know, um, I – well, just, just in general, you know, you, you, you get good at something and it almost becomes like so easy, you don't even think of it as a skill anymore. Right. And it could even be a soft skill about how you communicate to people uh, or, or motivate people or whatever. And, and you don't even feel like you're, you're trying to do it. And I think, you know, for me over time in the military and, uh, and since then, uh, other leadership training, that uh, you just kind of add a little bit to your toolbox and you just start doing it. You know, and you don't e- you don't even appreciate yourself sometimes until somebody says, you know, you're really good at that. You know, you go, yeah, I guess I am. I didn't really think about it. You know, another thing too is there's a lot of assessments and things out there too where I think it's uh, not a bad thing to go ahead and take some of the, some assessments to see what your your skills are. And I'm talking more the, the soft skills uh, kind of thing, um, communication skills, things like that. I think it's good just to take those as well as maybe some harder ones. Uh, because you might surprise yourself when you take an assessment and go, oh, I really do have an aptitude for this. I've never even tried that before. Let me give that a try, you know. Brian, so I, you know, as, as far as everybody out there, it's just like, you know, just try. Just try new things, and uh, and you'll surprise yourself, frankly. Brian, I think you bring up some very valuable points uh, that <clears throat> hopefully my uh, my audience is listening to, and, and we'll, we'll take uh, uh, good notes on that, because I think that uh, there, there are two things that come to mind as you've been been talking. One is, you know, fear. And, and you know, when we, we equate fear with failure, uh, it's hard to take that next step when you uh, believe or, or have a sense that things aren't going to work out. And I think that that's what causes people to stay perhaps in place, whether it's a job or a yep. situation longer than perhaps they should. What I find with my clients is certainly those that I'm coaching who are in transition, they've, they've lost a job through by, by either being laid off or whatever the circumstance was. And the first question I always ask them is, because they're looking to do something next, their journey isn't over yet, uh, yet by any stretch of the imagination, but I always ask one simple question first, and I said, this is the, probably the most important question I'm going to ask you, and that is, realistically, going forward, with whatever time you have left relative to a career or what you want to do, what do you want to do? And I said, you know, ask yourself that several times a day during the week, 
And eventually you're going to realize that there are a lot of latent skills. There are a lot of competencies, experiences you have inside you that's going to create a mix. Maybe your internal purposeful ingredients that are going to answer that question for you. And you will have a path. It may not be a job title, but it'll be a purpose, something that you are yearning and need to do, which may be different than what you've been doing for the last 5, 10, 15 plus years. <clears throat> and, when, and when I see individuals get to a place where they have that epiphany and they, epiphany and they come back and say, Jim, I know what I want to do now, and um, but I'm not sure if I can go there. It's, it's always the, it, it's, it's the next discussion we have about creating your, your life and your thoughts really be- can become things that are, are real and tangible. And, and having a belief in yourself that whatever you want to do, you can, you can make it happen. You know, sort of like the Nike phrase, you know, just do it. It, it. It's not just try it. I think if it was just try it, we really wouldn't listen to it very closely. But when you get to a point of saying, I can do this, then, then, then doors open and, and the journey and your path starts to become clear and you, and you get more focus and you go forward. Clearly that's happened with you in the stages of your life where you've changed uh, and moved from the military to what you've done after that and in, in technology companies to to what you're doing today become you know being an entrepreneur clearly uh, and and you know I appreciate what you've done because I think it sets the stage for any many individuals who've listened to my show <clears throat> for the last and by the way this is the 19th show I've done and I think all the shows have the same basic core um, message and that is it's not about having all of the ingredients that everyone else has and, and defining success by someone else's measure, you, decide, you, you define success by your measure because I never define success for someone else. Um, I define it for myself. Someone else is going to f- define it differently for what, they've, what they see as a, a purposeful and successful life. So your point earlier when you said, well, you know, success, I'm not sure what that, what that might be. I think that in, in relationship to what you've said, you've you set the, I think, the the groundwork for individuals to say, look, you know, maybe I need to stop. <laughs> and and one of my mentors, um, um, Marshall Goldfarb, um, said, uh, um, uh, Goldsmith rather, said, interesting to his clients, and he's a noted uh, executive coach. He said, you know, yeah. if you just stop <laughs> and just listen to yourself, you might be able to figure out the next steps you need to take. Very simple. You know, Jim- yeah, it's, it's funny you say that because, and this is probably a good lesson for everyone out there too, is um, I had uh, three or four pivotal moments in my life where, you know, a quote-unquote bad thing happened in my career, and in every case, the other side was better than what I was doing, you know, so uh, very quickly it was, you know, I, I was wrapped up in the military drawdown back in 1992. I had planned on staying in the, uh, in the Air Force for 20, 25, 30 years. Now I'm being, you know, pushed out because, uh, you know, quote unquote, peace happened, you know. Um, And uh, so after a little bit of a pity party, and here's the key, a small, short pity party, I said, okay, well, what are you going to do now, Roberts? You know, and I ended up in the whole dot-com craziness, and it was like that time the best thing that happened to me, right? Sure, sure. Fast fast forward to 2000, we get the dot-bomb along with 9-11. Yeah. And uh, so all that goes away. And what happens, I say, you know what? It's time to start your own business. You know, you've been a wimp and afraid of, of doing it, so just go do it. And I, and I did that, you know. And again, it was, you know, better than what I was doing and more rewarding. And then one last time, uh, and probably won't be the last time, you know, never is the last time, right? Um, the recession. 
so the recession hits and pretty much you know demolishes my business. And what comes out the other side? I end up being a business chair where now I'm working with a bunch of uh, small business owners, and I realized that I like the variety of working with you know 35 or 40 different executives and companies at the same time. I get to help uh, you know learn about their business and help them through things both individually and as a leader, and uh, and maybe provide a little consulting to boot. And I am just like doing what I probably was meant to do, and I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the recession. So I guess the the, the whole thing here is sometimes when a my hand was forced, basically, instead of me searching out what the next thing is, my hand was forced three times. And every time I, I just kind of shook it off after my little pity party, and it can only be a little pity party. And then you start thinking, what can I do next? And poof, you know, wonderful things happened all three times. It's amazing. And I think that, you know, your, your point about the pity party, I think individuals need to have that downtime and say, you know, okay, fine. You know, it's, um, you know, things didn't work out perhaps at the end of whatever journey they were on, the way they'd like. But that said, you know, there's always another road. There was, there's always an opportunity to have a positive journey to continue on if, in fact, you truly believe that. If, if, you, don't, you, if you don't, then the, the small pity party gets longer. And so that's, that's the challenge. The, the challenge is to know that um, you always have the ability to do a makeover and, uh, in, and go in a direction that's going to be, uh, in, in some, if not many cases, better than what you left. And when you look back on your life and you realize that, geez, I've had a lot of um, small pity parties and I've had a lot of really outstanding opportunities to make a, a positive difference, then you have a life that's fulfilled. Uh, because the only thing that's constant, as we keep hearing, is uh, change. <laughs> and, and if you uh, believe that um, that isn't the case, then then you're stuck in a place where, you know, quite frankly, um, you know, the challenges get uh, longer, which um, which really no one wants. Uh, but that sometimes is the, the, the negative voice they hear inside themselves that they, they tend to listen to longer than they should. But no, I, appre- I appreciate what, um, what all you said um, because it's, um, it, it speaks to um, uh, a life and a career that's been positive. And, and um, as, a, as I said, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to be on my show today. And oh, by the way, for you and the audience, and, and you and I have talked about this before, so it's not a surprise to you, but um, as this is my 19th show, it also is my last uh, show on the um, Workforce Show because um, uh, the uh, Secret Sauce Show will be um, taking a hiatus for a period of time. Um, and, um, you know, we'll probably pop up somewhere else at some future date, but um, uh, we're, we're going to make a change, and, uh, and it's all good. Uh, it's, been, it's been great having these shows and having... Uh, as I started out saying, and I'll say it again, awesome guests like um, Brian Roberts to, to be with us. And uh, I'm, I'm sure that um, there'll be uh, other opportunities to, to continue to um, introduce outstanding guests to another radio audience at some future point in time. But we'll see how that goes. But it's been a pleasure, Brian. We're going to wrap this up. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. I know you're you're on your way um, back from Baltimore, so I, I, I trust you'll have a safe uh, drive back. Uh, look, look forward to getting together and uh, perhaps having lunch uh, sometime soon and, and catching up on some things that um, we probably need to chat about. And um, uh, again, it's been, it's been a pleasure having you on the show and uh, look forward to uh, our paths uh, crossing soon uh, in the not-too-distant future. Well, thanks for having me, and it was an honor to be on your uh, last show here. <laughs> well, thank you very much. And again, this is uh, Jim Thomas from The Secret Sauce Show, um, and we are on WERA 
96.7 in Arlington. And thank you very much and have a great rest of your day. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to The Workforce Show. This interview and others can be found at WERA.FM or at CareerCentralOnline.com. Thank you for listening. Until the next time. Do you need the latest news about employment trends, current opportunities, and innovative strategies for managing a career? Tune in to The Workforce Show, Monday at 9 a.m., hosted by Cindy Gern, where you can listen to interviews with respected leaders in the workforce community on trends and issues impacting all stages of one's career. On WERA 96.7 FM, Arlington, Virginia.